from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings to you today, beloved. We are here uh, in Zechariah chapter 10, looking at the abandonment, the rejected king. We saw the king's rage in verses 1 through 6 yesterday, and today we are going to look at the king rejected uh, in verses 7 through 14. Let's get right into the heart of why we've titled this chapter, The King's Rejection, and why he was abandoned by his people. Listen to what the Bible says here. And I will feed the flock of slaughter, even you, O poor of the flock. And I took unto me two staves, the one I, I called beauty, and the other I called bands, and I fed the flock. Three shepherds also I cut off in one month, and my soul loathed them, and their soul also abhorred me. Then said I, I will not feed you that dieth, let it die. And that that is to be cut off, let it be cut off, and let the rest eat every one the flesh of another. And I took my staff, even beauty, and cut it asunder, that I might break my covenant which I had made with all the people. And it was broken in that day. And so the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of the Lord. And I said unto them, If ye think good, give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. Here's the prophecy that tells us of Judas betraying Jesus, the Messiah, for 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter a goodly price that I was prized of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut asunder mine other staff, even bands, that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Now, in these verses, there are some tragic revelations, but also here is the promise of the coming of the Good Shepherd. He's going to feed the poor that have been forsaken by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the doctors of the law. This man eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners. Directly after his temptation, the Holy Ghost leads Jesus into the, to the synagogue in Nazareth. In Matthew chapter five, uh, 4, we have the temptation of Jesus. And then to the synagogue in Nazareth, and Jesus asks for the scroll of Isaiah, and he reads the first three verses of Isaiah 61. In Luke 4.18, we have the, the record of, of this as well. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Jesus fed the poor of the land. He fed them the word of God. He fed them twice, the 5,000 men, the 4,000 men. He taught them the word. He healed them by his word. He tended the neglected flock. He was the good shepherd. The good shepherd would give his life for the sheep. John chapter 10 is the, the, the story of the good shepherd and Psalm 22 in the Old Testament. The good shepherd picks up two staffs. The one is beauty, that's grace, and the other is bands. The union of the northern and southern parts of the kingdom of Israel. He would unite them. He brings grace in time of the United Kingdom where the law is a taskmaster and kingdom is oppressed by Rome. Three shepherds were cut off in one month. They're not named. 
Yet they could refer to the last three Asmonean princes of the Jews, John, Simeon, and Eliezer, who would die in a very brief period of time in war against Rome. As the Seleucid or Macedonian Empire disintegrated, the Jews set up an independent free state for just a brief period of time, and during that time, the Jewish princes of the Asmonean dynasty ruled the land before the leadership fell to the procurators established by the Roman Empire. Now the Messiah took the staff of beauty, grace, and cut asunder the law of Moses by fulfilling it. He broke the law by not breaking it. He broke it off the back, off our necks, by not breaking the law, by keeping it. The strength of the law was sin. There was no sin in Jesus. And so a man without sin destroyed the law of sin that held us all in bondage and fear of death. The law has been fulfilled. Pay the good shepherd, give him his price, 30 pieces of silver. It's less than $30 in today's economy. That's cheap enough for a man who fulfilled, who fulfilled 613 commands for 33 and a half years. It's little enough, isn't it? Silver is the price of blood in the Bible and a symbol of blood. 30 pieces was the compensation that was given for a man who was gored by the ox of another man. Jesus betrayed or gored Jesus. The priest gave Judas what Zechariah prophesied 500 years later. We find it in Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. Judas then repented in Matthew chapter 27, verses 3 through 10. He came and cast the price at the feet of the priest and uh, who could not take it back because it, now it was unholy blood money. They used it to purchase the potter's field as prophesied by Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 1 through 9. Matthew refers to Jeremiah and not Zechariah in the price of silver, this is done in application of the law first mentioned. Matthew mentions first the, the first prophet to prophesy concerning the betrayal of Christ. By mentioning the first prophet, he is referring to all the prophets who also foretell concerning the exact same first future event. That includes Zechariah. So when Jesus mentioned the prophet, uh, when Matthew mentions the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy, he is mentioning the fulfillment also of Zechariah, where we are told as well. Now, Messiah takes the staff of bands, the union of the relationship. Remember, the kingdom was divided in the days of Rehoboam. We had Rehoboam with the southern kingdom of Judah and Jeroboam, the Boam boys, amen. Uh, they were not related, but they were. Uh, he had the northern ten tribes. And they were divided until the Babylonian captivity was over. Then they returned and became a united nation again. Now, Messiah takes the staff of bands, the union or the relationship, and breaks the kingdom in two again. This is done during the Roman diaspora. Uh, that's a Latin word for dispersion in AD 70. General Titus in 70 AD bivouacked on the Mount of Olives for three days. They moved to take the city by first destroying religion, the temple. Forty years before this, Jesus prophesied it himself in Luke chapter 21, verses 20 through 24. We, we saw that yesterday. The temple, before they had finished building this temple, God prophesied its destruction. They took off every stone, one from the other. God cut off Israel from grace and fellowship. He broke the staff of beauty and released the staff of bands. Those priests, listen to me, knew the prophecies and fulfilled them anyway. They knew that Jesus had to be portrayed for, the Messiah had to be portrayed for 30 pieces of silver. They rejected the anointed king. We have the, we have the personal confession of Caiaphas and Matthew. All the evidence is here. They knew it. By the way, I am telling you right now, prophecies hundreds of years before they happened pre-written history god pre-writes history and it all came to pass exactly like isaiah and jeremiah and zechariah and the psalmist said it would 
I plead with you, do not reject Jesus as your Savior. You know this is true. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's amazing to me how people will confess to me over and over. I preacher, I believe that Jesus is the Christ. I believe he's God's son. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he paid for his sins. I believe he shed his blood. I believe he rose from the dead. They believe in him with their head. But would you accept him with your heart? No, I'm not ready for that. That's rejection. That's abandonment. And if you reject the king, you'll not have everlasting life. You will pay the wages of your own sin. And there is something that always goes with the law of sin, and that is death. They're yoked together. Just as grace and mercy are two sides of the same coin and faith and repentance are yoked together, so is sin and death. Only Jesus can break the bands, the bonds of death for you. And he did. I plead with you, if you're not saved, accept him today from your heart. That time in your life that you know that you give your heart and ask Jesus Christ in simple prayer. Confess with thy mouth, believe with thine heart, Romans 10 tells us. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. Take me to heaven. Trusting his shed blood on Calvary. And him alone is your only hope of salvation. I pray that you'll do that today. Join us tomorrow as we go on and look at the rest of this chapter tomorrow. I'm going to show you some things about the Antichrist uh, that uh, are not often mentioned, but a great truth that is held for us here. Join us tomorrow as the Lord gives you opportunity the next time we meet. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program From the Poorhouse to the Palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the poor love.